Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop buyatoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota, let's go places. It's Monday, August 10th, 2020. It's here, the turtle presented by Toyota. And Keith, pro sports have been back for a few weeks. We've had the chance to talk to a few people involved with the return of pro sports, including your guy, Kyle Bernlor. This week, we turn towards the WNBA and have a chat with the Washington Mystics' Tiana Hawkins down in the Wubble, as they call it, in Bradenton, Florida at the IMG Academy, Keith. Uh, and it's gone pretty well for the WNBA. They just announced on, on the on the Friday we're recording here, no positive tests among the entire crew down there in the bubble. Uh, the games have been ramping up, and, and Tiana's down there in a unique situation with her son, which was pretty cool to hear about. It sounds like Emmanuel's having a great time in the <laughs> bubble. He's golfing. He's, you know, just hanging out with the team. You know, he, he is making the most of his bubble experience. And um, you know, a very kind of special, unique thing that she gets to share with her son. And I, I just think that the broader uh, leagues, you know, from a, broader, from a broader standpoint, the leagues that have been able to pull off these bubble situations, the NBA, the WNBA, the PLL, you know, they've, they've kind of set the mold of, hey, you know, it's possible. You can do this at the professional level. You can follow the safety protocols. You can play games without fans. Um, and you can follow some of those social distancing and other CDC recommendations and measures um, and, and put together a pretty good product, um, you know, to watch and for fans to, uh, you know, have something to engage with and, and keep that, that just love of sports alive. Right. And we've been so starved for it. And, and finally, um, you know, it's back in a lot of these leagues. So you know, it gives you some hope. It gives you some promise um, that hopefully at the college level, uh, this is something um, you know that that can be pulled off, which obviously is very different. That you can't uh, replicate that same bubble model with schools all over the country, all over the Big Ten. But um, you know, just seeing the, the the kind of model and example that has been set forth uh, in professional ranks, I, I think there are some some good things to take away, Taylor. Absolutely, and as as um, fall sports and football camps get underway here, we are headed towards a scenario where. We are going to try to get that done at the college level with a, a football schedule announced. But in terms of the WNBA, a number of Terps down there, Tiana playing for the defending champion Washington Mystics. The lone Terp that normally would be in that league that opted out was Christy Tolliver, who was also on the Mystics last season. Um, Shatori Walker-Kimbrough, Brianna Jones, um, Alyssa Thomas, uh, Kyla Charles in her debut season, a number of Terps down there. Um, playing pretty well. And and we chatted with Tiana Hawkins, as we said, won a championship for her home city last year, which is not the opportunity a lot of athletes get. 
um, suiting up for your hometown team. She did that with the Mystics. We jumped into a ton of things. Her time with the Mystics last season, as Keith talked about, her son being down in the bubble with her um, and how that has worked, um, and her time at Maryland as well. So let's get to our interview with former Maryland forward and current Washington Mystic, Tiana Hawkins. As the University of Maryland celebrates the start of another athletic season, Maryland Athletics is excited to announce the launch of Terps 10,000, our campaign for a goal of 10,000 Terrapin Club members. Individuals who join the Terrapin Club during the campaign and become new members will receive a Maryland Terrapin Club branded flag to proudly fly at your home, office, or tailgate. All current members are eligible to receive a flag by donating an additional $55 to the Terrapin Club. Plant your flag at terps10k.com. We're back here on Here the Turtle with Maryland women's basketball, former Maryland women's basketball standout, and now WNBA champion of the Washington Mystics, Tiana Hawkins. And Tiana, first of all, you were down in the bubble, well, the wobble, as you guys in the WNBA call it. How has that been uh, for the last few weeks, just playing and, and living in that environment? Um, it's been cool. Um, I think the league did a good job with um, putting everything together as far as the housing, as far as um, practicing and um the games, um, they were able to turn an entertainment center into an arena, um, which is pretty impressive. And I think um, just the <clears throat> the whole thing coming together for the time that we're in right now, you know, with the pandemic and then the, the social outcry, um, it's just been amazing. Now, most of the storylines has been around how people in the bubble don't have much family around, but you happen to have your son, Emmanuel, down there with you, which is a pretty unique situation. What have yeah. his impressions been of bubble life? Um, he's enjoying it. He's taking it all in. Um, he loves to travel for one, and he loves being around people. So he just loves the atmosphere of seeing, you know, all my teammates and just seeing so many different uh, faces. Um, he loves it. Um he he's taken on golf. He likes to, he goes to play golf maybe like three or four times out of the week. Um, he loves the pool. Um, I like the pool too because it tires him out. But, <laughs> but he's just he just goes with the flow, and he's he's having a great time, which is making my job a lot easier. <laughs> which I entertain. Tiana, I was going to ask: are, are you have you have you been able to keep him entertained? But it sounds like he's in the pool. He's golfing. Like he's having more fun than than you guys are down there. Pretty much, yeah. Um, at golf, so I don't really play it. Um, so I just leave that up to him. <laughs> so he's he's been doing really good. His highlight is, of course, going to the games and stuff and cheering and stuff. Like I, it's so quiet that I hear him, like in the huddles. He's always yelling, "Hey, mama, hello." <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's got to be pretty cool for you. I mean, everyone else, I would presume, doesn't really have like that own personal kind of cheering section. You you have it down there. You're, you, you've got <laughs> yeah. it down there. I mean, it's, it's, it's important. I mean, it would have been tough trying to come out here um, without him, but we were able to, um, I was able to work some things out to get him down here. So he's key. When you first heard about the WNBA returning to play, obviously mm -hmm. with, with that situation with your son, but with just everything going on, did you have any hesitation or reservation to play, or did you once you saw sort of the plan, you're like, I'm all in, I'm ready to go? Oh, no, I'm all in, ready to go. Um, you know, my last game was back in October, so I've just been home working out, getting ready for the season, so I was just ready. You know, I'm ready. I was ready to get back on the court to compete, so I didn't, I didn't think twice about it. 
Tiana, you mentioned that that last game in October, winning the WNBA title. Uh, you put together one of the best seasons of your professional career. You know, what did it mean to you, especially with the journey that you've been on, um, you know, to, to, re- to reach that milestone, uh, winning the WNBA title last year? I mean, I take it personal. Um, to be from the area, to go down in history as being a part of the first team to bring a championship to D.C., like, it's, it's – I mean, it's a moment that I'll never forget. Um, I'll always have that with me. Um, and just having my son around and my family, just to witness that, like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Um, of course, it, there's been a lot of work that has been put into that. But just to, just to experience it has been great. I'm, like, I'm still on cloud now. I don't care nobody say. Like, I'm still on that high, that championship high. I mean, I'm not content, but, of course, I'm still on that high. <laughs> Not many people get to put on the the hometown jersey of their hometown professional team. That's a really rare thing. What is that has that just meant to you in general to be able to go out there and rep a place that you're from on a night in night out basis? I mean, I take it serious. I don't. It's not something I take lightly because, like you said, everybody don't have that opportunity. So every time I go out, I try to play in a way or you know represent in a way. You know, I'm a hometown kid, so it means a lot to me. Tiana, what was it like for you to, to share that title um, with your fellow Terps? Obviously going against some on the other side with the Connecticut Sun, but able to, um, to, to do that with, with some of the players who you know, came from, from the same program that you did. Yeah, I mean, it was a great feeling. I mean, I didn't have the opportunity to play with Chris, Christy. I didn't have the opportunity to play with Shatori. But just having that, you know, to have someone on the same team with you that came from the same program and just know that, you know, we've, we've – we've been built for this. And that was one thing that we had in common was, you know, we know what it's like to win. We know the work that we have to put in to win. Um, so that was a, that was, that was a special moment, even playing with them and then playing against AT and Bree Jones. Um, I mean, the feeling was great. I mean, I don't think it can't get no better than that. <laughs> Were you guys lobbying uh, Brenda freeze to root for the mystics? Cause you guys had three, they had two. So obviously, I mean, she has to be at least a little bit slanted towards the mystics local okay. team too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not, me personally, no, I, I wasn't <laughs> just rooting for everybody as a whole. Um, but I mean, either way, the outcome she won, so because <laughs> there were terms on both sides. So, <laughs> looking back at your career at Maryland, you obviously had a really productive career, but really blossomed as a senior. What do you sort of credit over your four years that got you into the position where you end up being a first round WNBA draft pick and then have this long professional career? I mean, I got to credit the coaching staff. Um, two people that stand out is Coach Marlon Chen and Coach David Atkins. Um, they taught me how to be a pro. Um, they taught me how to how to develop a work ethic that has followed me into my professional um, career, and that's something that I haven't lost. Um, and I think the biggest thing is um, that that taught me, that time taught me, is each year or there's always a time to improve your game. And that's something that I try to do every single year. Every time, every time I step on the court, it's try to bring something new, you know, to the game, to my game, or to my team. Now, Tiana, when Emmanuel entered your your life uh, a few years back, it was well documented the journey that you had to get back um, to playing professional basketball at a, at a high level. You know, just the you know, the, the grind and the process that that was. I mean, you know, looking back, what did you learn about yourself going through all of that? That has you know you know turned into you know one of the the best seasons of your career. Uh, last year with the Mystics? Um, looking back, um, I think that if I was able to get through all of 
that journey, I I am able to get through anything because it was tough, both physically, emotionally, mentally, just being a female athlete, um, you know, finding out that you're pregnant. And of course, the first question was, well, what happens with basketball? And so, like, of course, the question came, well, does this mean I have to stop? Um, does this mean that I'll lose my spot? Um, of course, those are the first questions that I had. But then once I started talking to people and I started talking to my coaches and stuff and they were supportive of my decision, um, that's just when it clicked for me to grind hard. And to and I think that having him gave me a new purpose. Um, you know, I'm not, it's not about me anymore. It's about him. So I think that's the drive that has given. That's That's kind of what changed my drive was him, like my son. Um, so every day that I stop on the floor, floor, it's not for me, it's for him. Was there anybody you leaned on for advice during that time? Obviously there, there have been athletes that have gone through similar things that you did. You, did you reach out to people and go like, how do you balance this? How do you, you get back yeah. into playing shape and things like that? Yeah. So my teammate at the time, um, Taylor Hill, she had had her son a year before me, um, when she was here with the mystics. And so she was like one of the first people that I told, um, you know, that I was pregnant and she was very supportive, of course. And of course, you know, I asked, well, how long did it take? Um, what was, you know, what were some of the things that she did, you know, trying to come back? But of course, each person is, is different. So for me, like, you know, for her, it was, she was able to bounce back, um, quickly, but for me, it took a little bit of time, which is okay, which was part of my grind. But, um, yeah, like people were supportive and she was one of the ones that I um, reached out to. And of course, I talked to other people outside of basketball, you know, that have kids and children and stuff like that. And I mean, they were just in my corner and they were really supportive. My family, they were supportive. Um, they were shocked <laughs> in the beginning, but they were really supportive and, and stuff. So that kind of made my job a little easier. But it was tough. The, my my give back was really tough. <laughs> Kiana, one of the most interesting things I read was, you know, coming out of college and even at times during your professional career, you were actually pursuing a, a career in the Secret Service. Uh, oh, what, yeah. what attracted you to, to that line of work um, and ultimately to, to maybe choose the basketball path as opposed to pursuing that? So my grandfather has been my key um, influence and role model. So he's actually the person that introduced basketball to me. Um, he was in law enforcement. He has he has a deep law enforcement background. He was um, a DC police officer for twenty years and retired. After his retirement there, he um, he ended up becoming a U.S. marshal, um, and he did that for twenty years and retired. So um, just talking to him and being around him, like growing up, um, I just remember like all his crazy stories and stuff. And so I grew up interested in it. And stuff. So I used to watch all the crime uh, shows like Cops, uh, CSI Miami, and all that stuff. So I was like, dang, I want to go into law enforcement. So when I was at Maryland, I had the to um, do an internship with the Secret Service, and I fell in love with it. Like, I still want to go into law enforcement. I don't know exactly, like, how or where <laughs> or when, but um, it's still an interest in mine for me. It's still an interest in me. I was going to ask, is there still time after playing to, to get back into that? Hopefully, if I'm not too old. <laughs> <laughs> or anything of that nature but it's still it's still a dream of mine like that having that dream hasn't changed we talked about it a little bit tiana but you you obviously hail from this sort of talent rich dmv to to make it more broad but you know more specifically the thing over the last few months has been this talent rich pg county type of basketball environment um with yeah. kevin durant documentary and all that what makes players from this area different 
from everywhere else? I think it's just the hunger, like the hunger and the competitiveness that's in this area because, I mean, like you said, it's a lot of greats that has come from PG County and it's like, you want to be able to compete with that. And in order to compete with that, you got to be competitive. You got to bring your game and you got to work on your game. And I think that's just what it all stands from. Like, just want to be better. And I don't think it gets talked about a lot. Not only obviously there's a lot of great men's players, but you have incredible women's players also coming out from this area. What, what, what would be your sort of like top three or four that maybe you looked up to, not necessarily from the area, but just growing up. Um, growing, see, I didn't, so it's crazy because growing up, I wasn't really a fan of basketball, which is crazy. <laughs> oh, wow. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got to run, to be honest. So I didn't really have like a role model, like growing up. Like I would be outside, I would play outside, like with neighborhood kids and stuff, but I didn't really watch basketball. So that's a tough one. I had to get back to you on that one. That's we'll, we'll take a rain check on that one. And it just makes it more, even more impressive. Didn't watch basketball, becomes a professional basketball player. Me and Keith cannot say the same. Hey, but, but now you're inspiring the next generation of, of yeah. young yeah. people are now watching you. Yeah. So I did. Um, I think I, I probably went to maybe one or two Mrs. Games before I got to Maryland. But I think I started going more frequently once I went to Maryland. We started, I started going to WBA games, but it's, yeah, I wasn't really, I wasn't really like around it. Like it was so funny when Last Dance came, when Last Dance came out. Um, my boyfriend and I, we were sitting and watching. And I'm just like, he's like, you don't know, you don't remember when all this happened. And I'm like, no, I, I mean, I didn't watch him. I didn't watch him, so I was just, I was learning. Like I learned a lot um, about Jordan because like everybody knows he's the greatest of all time but just to hear his story and know like everything that went on like it's freaking crazy <laughs> and i'm interested you you guys and obviously the nba and so many of the other athletes have have done an incredible job and specifically the mists and the wizards in the community with the social injustice and and all of those different causes and then in both bubbles the the things that have been done in there and and the speaking out have been incredible how much has that been on the top of mind for all the athletes down there to make sure that conversation doesn't get lost as sports comes back? So before we came here, um, we had a league-wide call with the players only. And so it was from the beginning, before we even got here, like we all agreed that this season wasn't about us. It wasn't about basketball. It wasn't about – I mean, of course, we want to win games, but the important issue isn't the outcome of basketball. It's the – it's the the stance that we're taking, you know, in the media, in the forefront, you know, with the social um, injustice and just make it be known that, you know, enough is enough. We're tired. Like we want, we want equality. Like we want the, the senseless killings to stop. We, you know, we're using our voice. And I think that WNBA has done a great job with backing our, with backing our, um, our goals and stuff and which has shown, and they've done a great job with that. Tiana, looking back at your time at Maryland, what was your just your? We talked about it a little bit earlier. Your just overall experience on those specific teams. So much talent, you know, got got far, won a lot of games in the ACC. Just your overall impression of of playing for Maryland over those four years. I mean, it, it was great. Um, it was it was a journey. Um, it was a journey. It started off a little uh, a little shaky, but I think as I got older and understood. Um, things better um the like it started to get more fun um as time went on of course we started winning games too because <laughs> our freshman year it was a little rebuild moment um our freshman year 
once Alyssa Thomas and all of them got there, um, you know, things changed. Um, you know, we became more competitive. We ended up winning the ACC tournament my junior year, and then um, and then we made it to the Elite Eight in the NCAA tournament my senior year. So it it was it was definitely a ride. It was a ride that I would not change for anything. <laughs> Winning's fun. Winning is always Winning fun. Is fun. Yeah. Specifically, uh, it's interesting you mentioned Alyssa. It felt feels like she's gotten a lot of deserved pub the last week and a half. After always sort of being underrated, what's it like for you to see her get some of those props now? I mean, she deserves it. I mean, she's not doing anything different from what she did at Berlin. If not, she's doing more. Um, She's 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 turned into a leader. You know, she her voice is heard. Um, You know, when I play against her, you know, she has more of a voice now. Um, But her game speaks for itself. Like Alyssa's going to do what Alyssa's going to do. She's perfected her craft. Um, she doesn't step, she doesn't try to do anything out of the ordinary and, you know, she's a true professional. Tiana, we'll get you out of here on a couple rapid fire questions. First, what have you been doing besides playing with Emmanuel, which I'm sure is the answer to this question to stay busy in the wobble? Um, I have a, so, <laughs> some I didn't share. Um, I have a part-time job, um, mm-hmm. where I'm a software engineer with Microsoft. Oh wow. So, oh, wow. But I'm, okay. But I'm not playing basketball. Um, tending to my uh, assignments. <laughs> with so, my job. so professional basketball player, software engineer, and then when you're a secret service agent, like what else are you gonna be able to <laughs> yeah, plus mom? We can we can't throw mom out there. Come right on. Now. Yeah, I'm just I mean, it all right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, how about who's the toughest defender you have to face in the WNBA, either present or past? Uh Sivia Fowles. What is the show you're watching right now? Um, Wentworth. Wentworth. I don't think I've. I don't think I've on Netflix. Netflix. It's, Netflix. Okay. It's like the Australian. It's like the Australian Orange is New Black. <laughs> gotcha. Oh wow. Okay. Let's it's really good. Okay. Uh, uh, b- big Australia guy here, so I, maybe that would be <laughs> up my alley. Uh, how about the music artist you're listening to right now? Um, August Alsina. And then finally, I'm going to ask you a two-parter here because normally when we're not in the pandemic, we ask people what their favorite place to eat in College Park is. But since, okay. we've been, since the pandemic, we've asked them what their favorite home-cooked meal is. But we've never had you on this show. So we're going to ask, okay. what's your favorite place to eat when you go back to College Park? And uh-huh. then, or when you're in college, for that matter. And then what's your favorite home-cooked meal? Um, my favorite place to eat in College Park was, well, I guess it's technically College Park, but Sir Walter uh, Raleigh's. I like that place. Hmm. Okay. Um, or Outback, of course. Outbacks are like my favorite. Okay. But <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't think yeah. anyone's arguing with that. Um, my favorite home cooked meal. I love a stuffed salmon. Ooh, stuffed salmon. Ooh, that's yeah. I like the sound of that. And as yeah. we record this late in the day, gonna make me very, very hungry. <laughs> Tiana Hawkins, 2019 WNBA champion, former Maryland Terrapin, mom, software engineer, future Secret Service agent. <laughs> We can just keep going on and on. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the wobble. Uh, we're rooting for you guys and the Mystics uh, to repeat this year. So good luck. Right. But thank you, guys. Thank Thanks, you, Tiana. Back on here, the turtle presented by Toyota. Once again, thanks to Tiana Hawkins for joining us. Uh, down there, also computer programming in the bubble. Her side how, about job. That? She, like, how, how busy can you be in one day? She's I, I, playing I professional know. basketball. She's got a, a side job doing computer programming with Microsoft, and she's being a mom. Like, 
all at once. Yeah. That is, and that she is commendable, man. And she wants to be a Secret Service agent. And she wants to be a Secret Service agent. What can't she do? Yeah. What can't Scott Hawkins do? Made, made me feel pretty bad. But she's, she's doing um, a number of different things. And also, I'm sure, watching Netflix, doing whatever. Keith, if you were in the bubble, and I guess at times during this quarantine, we've kind of have been in a bubble to a certain yes. extent. What yeah. would be your go-to activity? You know, I, I, I would probably, you know, start off really trying to, you know, find those hobbies, those things are going to better myself. So reading more um, would, would be one. I've read two books in quarantine. I'm, I'm two down. I'm on my third. Uh, so by my standards, it's actually more than usual. You actually, you have a Andre Agassi biography that I would like to read, an autobiography, I believe, um, that I would like to read. Or have you finished that yet? I have not. I've been okay. jumping around. Well, let's uh, books. let's, let's start, get it moving. Let's get, what do you mean you're jumping around between books? You finish that so one so I, I can read. So it. I have that one, and then I was reading the Bob Iger Disney memoir, and then I was reading a uh, book. I have a book about positive psychology called um, "Why Can't I, The Happiness Advantage." Do, do they mention anything in there about finishing things, like finishing the books <laughs> and reading, so your friends can borrow them? Uh, yes, uh, uh, they should, they should, cause I have not done that. <laughs> so you're right, Keith, that would be one of my hobbies too. I will say the thing I've done a lot of down here in the great city of Baltimore, uh, is I have thrown a lacrosse ball against the wall so many times, hearkening back to my one freshman year of high school where I played one year of lacrosse. Um, and that has been something that I've used to keep myself like sane other than like doing regular, you know, workouts, things like that. Like the just, there's just something simple and nice about just tossing that ball going back and forth left to right hand okay so that that would probably i would probably find somewhere to do that if i was down at disney world or in edmonton in toronto where the nhl players are or um down in bradenton with the WNBA. uh that would i think i would bring i would bring the, the spoon down there and and but i i guess i if i was a professional athlete my best sport was across so i would be in the utah bubble hopefully playing in the pll uh, where so many turfs have had success, Keith. So unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I, I would I would be on the whip snakes. I'd be you know tossing it back with 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 Matt Rambo, my former rec lacrosse teammate Jay Carlson would be on the same team. What a story that would be. Um, what a what an effort from your from your guys with the whip snakes. I'll tell you what, man. The, these uh, these games have been very exciting to watch, um, and just to have something you know to to watch and to look forward to, and having you know some skin in the game. You know, covering Maryland lacrosse, obviously. Uh, here and then, you know, seeing so many of our, our alumni having success in that league just now as we're recording this last night, very late last night, uh, Jeremy Sieverts, a uh, 2009 graduate of Maryland, scored the game winner for the Whipsnakes to uh, push them into the championship game this weekend. Um, so obviously that's been very fun to watch. And um, I think we would both figure out our bubble situations, our hobbies. I might be playing a little bit of guitar. I might be reading some books, you know, I might be, um, you know, just get, getting some, getting some new dishes, some new recipes going. Uh, although I don't know if there's a lot of cooking that you get to do in these bubbles. I think your food is just provided for you in a lot of respects. So I don't know how much of that I can do, but, uh, you know, yeah. two guys like us, we, we'd entertain ourselves. I think we'd figure it out. We certainly would. We certainly would. We've, we've gotten this far in the quarantine, but hopefully Keith, uh, we are going to be able to get back to some Maryland action at some point soon here. Football kicking off camp. And as football kicks off camp, as me and Keith did last season during camp, we will be talking with 
all of the stars from the Maryland football team as we hopefully lead into a season on September 5th. We're calling it our Camp Confidential Series, um, and we're going to talk to a guy from a certain position group and then also break down that position group on the pod. Um, so we're looking to have Jake Funk as our first guest. We will break down the running back situation, which is one of the more intriguing situations, I think, on the entire team, Keith. Um, with all the turnover in that room. And then we will move through uh, to some of the other ones as we go through. I think some of our, our more fun interviews last year uh, were with those football guys. Tino Ellis and Deion Jones last year were great. Shaq Smith and Keandre Jones. Shaq obviously back on this year's team. Uh, but a lot of turnover. Uh, more than 50 new players on this Maryland football team. So a lot of different stories to tell. And we will get to those as we hopefully get through a successful camp and then start a season. Um, and as we said, all of the other fall sports hopefully will be on that vein as the Big Ten plays conference-only schedules this year. But, Keith, we could record this now, and it could be different in two minutes. So we never know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that's enough for this week's episode of Hear the Turtle. Thanks once again to Tiana Hawkins um, for gracing us with her time um, live from the Wubble down in Bradenton, Florida. As we said, we will get to football players and things as we go through. Hopefully we maybe talk to a PL champion whip snake um, after they get that done um, this weekend. Uh, but once again, follow us on all of our social media channels at Hear the Turtle on Twitter, at Hear the Turtle on Instagram, at Sned301 for Keith, at Taylor Smith 10 for me. We will see you next time on Hear the Turtle presented by Toyota. Go tips. Go Terps.